You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Lucas Smith. Today is Thursday, October the 8th of 2020. Thanks for listening to Locked On Cardinals, which is a daily podcast talking everything St. Louis Cardinals. Today we are doing another part of our postseason evaluations or offseason evaluations. We're moving to first base today, so we're talking mostly uh, about Paul Goldschmidt. He did get the most time there. Uh, and I will also tell you about a host or a guest that I'm having on my show tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Before any of that, though, I do want to tell you about the new, excuse me, what the show is sponsored by today, the today's show is brought to you by Bilt Bar, which is new and improved and even more delicious than before. They have six new flavors. Some of my favorites are cookies and cream, carrot cake, and caramel brownie. Some of my favorites from the 12 original flavors are coconut almond, German chocolate, mint brownie, double chocolate, and coconut. They're soft and easy to chew with 100% covered in chocolate, which is my favorite thing about these bars. But even though they're covered in chocolate, they're still great for the health-conscious person. Lose and maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, high fiber, great for a keto diet. I'm not on any diet, but it still helps me maintain my weight and look as good as I can. Right now, you can get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your next order and a possibility of winning a free cooler. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. I love Built Bar. Great product. Uh, I started trying them this uh, whenever I started hosting the show, and I cannot recommend them enough. So, with that said, thank you to Built Bar for sponsoring the show today. Let's get into it. First baseman. Uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals, it's probably the highest productive um, position for St. Louis. When you look at all the offensive numbers, just in general, first base, and then you look at um, Paul Goldschmidt in general, um, you know, after how impressive he has been as the first baseman, he uh, had one of he had his best year as a Cardinal in his two years here. Um, so I think that, that 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 says a lot about him, and he. Um, yeah, he, he improved a lot since the, since the year before, and I think that, that, that that's impressive. That, that, that tells you how, how good he's been in the past and that he has the possibility to do that in the future. Paul Goldschmidt was the guy in the Cardinal lineup this year that no matter what point in the season it was, nobody wanted to face him. He never really had too much of a downtick in production, and he was the guy that everybody on the opposing dugout circled as do not let this guy beat him or beat us. Paul Goldschmidt really returned to form this year, and that was huge for St. Louis. There were different moments throughout the season where other guys stepped up. Brad Miller comes to mind. Uh, Paul DeYoung had a couple of big hits, and, and, and so on and so forth. But Paul Goldschmidt was the guy the entire year that the other dugout says, all right, anybody else can beat us but him. And even though the guys didn't pitch to him that often, Goldschmidt still produced. That's going to be huge for the Cardinals in 2021 for Goldschmidt to maintain the production that he had in a shortened season this year. So let's just start out with looking at the offensive production for Paul Goldschmidt as an individual before we start talking about the rest of the first baseman, uh, which wasn't a lot, but you know, he, he was traded to St. Louis 2019, played 161 games last year, and you know his second half was much better than his first half, and he still ended up hitting 34 home runs for St. Louis, which is not a down year by any means. I mean, he, he hit more home runs last year than he did in 2018 with Arizona, but what what 
stood out to me was that every other number was down. Batting average was down by 30 points, but uh, on-base percentage was down by 40 points, slugging percentage was down by close to 80 points, and OPS was down close to 100 points. OPS dr- plus dropped fi- uh, about 40 points. His total bases wasn't as high. Um, he just wasn't that forced throughout the whole year, which is why those numbers were a little bit lower, but his second half was incredible last season. So I think that it happens a lot when you when you look at a guy that, that is traded or signs a big contract that first year, they put they tend to put a lot of pressure on themselves to perform, which is understandable. They, they want to perform for their team. They want to perform for their new city, their teammates, their coaching staff. And all these guys are professional athletes, so they want to perform for themselves as well. So I think that, that that's natural. Excuse me. But I think still that Goldschmidt put too much pressure on himself and just didn't perform. But you saw signs of it, like I said, in the second half of the season. He played the most games that he's ever played, 161. He played in all but two games. Or no, he played every game this year, all 58 for St. Louis. And he just seemed more relaxed at the plate. His home run totals was a little bit down, like just in terms of like percentages-wise. But I still think that, you know, this was a season for Goldschmidt to say, okay, I can still hit. I'm still that guy. Because Goldschmidt, historically, has been a really, really uh, poor um, first half of the year hitter. He's he's notorious for getting off to slow starts. Andrew McCutcheon's like that as well. So you you wonder um, what that was going to be like in a shortened season, whether or not he was going to uh, have the slow start or just start like he normally does in the uh, in the second half of the season because they were starting in July. Uh, so that that was always a question mark for me. And you just look at the numbers by month for Goldschmidt uh, for his career. Um, well, I mean, if you look just at first half, second half, they tend to even out because he starts heating up around mid-June, July. Um, so the first half, second half numbers are a bit skewed because first career, but his months aren't really. I mean, you still have solid numbers. He hits 284 and 294 in April, March, and May, respectively, but his slugging percentage um, continues to go up throughout the months. Um, month by month, starting in April slash March, it's 501, 531, 568 in June, 544, 522 in July and August. Uh, so you just see how it, it, it's a peak. It starts off a little bit slow, and then it, it starts to creep up, up, up. Not just like a percentage. All of his numbers do this. It, it's, it's almost like a, a bell curve, if you will, um, starting in April, peaking in June, July-ish and ending in September and October, obviously, um, where he's got a little bit of a less game because he doesn't, hasn't played much in October in his career. Uh, I think just three postseason trips. But in 207 games in June, he's hit 48 home runs. On, on contrast, 206 games in April and March, he's hit 38. So, I mean, not, not that much of an, of an off tick, but again, the, the numbers just tend to decline. So you wondered what he was going to be like in really the second half of a season because the second half of a season is when he t- tends to do the most damage uh, for Paul Goldschmidt, you know, he he did some damage. What what concerned me, or what what you like to see a little bit more of him from next year, is the idea of his his power kind of disappearing on him. He he only hit two. His homer percentage uh, was two point six percent, and that's percentage of all plate appearances uh, ending in a home run. It was only two point six percent for Goldschmidt. His strikeout percentage was down eighteen point six percent, so that's good. Walk percentage was way up sixteen percent. Extra base percentage eight point two. Um, strikeout per walk one point one six. So his strikeouts were, were just high this year. Uh, you just you just look at his, uh, you know his his career standings, and you, and you you realize that how um, 
how much, how little he used to strike out and how much he has struck out his last two years in St. Louis. And part of that is just the game evolving. But um, one, like the one critique you might have for Goldschmidt is that the power wasn't there. And, you know, and, and that, that's a valid concern. That's a valid reasoning. But still, 304, 417, 466, a pretty good slash line. And his best slash line really since 20, 2018, it, it, the only thing that was lower was his average. But really, I would argue his best overall slash line since it's, since 2015, 2015, 2016, when you look at the overall numbers as well. So last year was a big step in the right direction for Goldschmidt when you just look at an offensive number, um, just in terms of just Goldschmidt. So I know that there are other first basemans that played. We'll talk about them in just a moment. I'll give you my grade, and again, I'll I'll preview the the guests that I have coming on the show uh, tomorrow. All that and more coming up in just a moment. But first, I do want to tell you about Postmates. Whether you need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., or ibuprofen at 10 a.m., you can Postmate it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery stores, convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You just stay right at home. Postmates will deliver anything right to you. You can download the app on iOS or Android for free and browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 off free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app. Use the code Locked On. That's code Locked On for $100 off free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with code locked on. Well, again, breaking down first baseman here for St. Louis, and I know Paul Goldschmidt is not the only first baseman to play, but before I talk about the rest of them and compare first baseman to the rest of the league, uh, once again, a reminder, we have a guest tomorrow, and it is the uh, the host of STL Sports Central on Twitter. He's got 12,500 followers, uh, tweets really good content about the Cardinals and Blues, um, good good graphics guy, so I'm super excited to, uh, to, to have him on the show. He's been featured by MLB Network, MLB, NHL, um, Barstool and ESPN, among others, in his bio, it says he's got 120,000 followers on all platforms. Um, so he, he's legit. Looking forward to t- talking to him tomorrow. So be sure to tune in tomorrow for that conversation. Um, and I'm super excited about that. And uh, just just a quick note before I move on, I do want to apologize for some of these late releases. Uh, schoolwork has been getting in the way of that. So I do apologize for not getting these out as early. But hopefully uh, that one will come out early so you can all listen to it at your pleasure. So when you look at Cardinals offenses... We know that the offensive numbers were down because every single position overall was in the bottom half of the major leagues when you look at stats, except for first base, DH, and second base was in the middle of the pack a little bit with, with Wong playing there for most, most of the year. Um, but you look at Paul Goldschmidt in first base, that was the most productive position for St. Louis when you look at really just about any, um, any statistical breakdown. You just look straight at at average, and, and you see that that he's in the top top six. He's two seventy. They were two seventy six overall in the year, and then OPS as well. Same thing. They were also in in the, in the top ten uh, with, with the nine slot with Goldschmidt, Molina, Nagowski, Carpenter, and Ravello. So 
the first base position was very kind to St. Louis, which was one of the few positions that actually was kind to St. Louis. And beyond Goldschmidt, you also had Carpenter get 138, um, excuse me, Carpenter, that's fielding opportunities. He also, Carpenter played there, Ravello played a couple games there, Nagowski, Molina even played there, and Dean even played there. So um, all these guys, for whatever reason, seem to produce at first base. And a lot of it is Paul Goldschmidt. I understand that because Matt Carpenter... I don't think there's a way that you can argue that he did produce at all this season. I mean, Carpenter hit a buck 86, his career worst in average, except for 2011 when he went one for 15 in seven games. Uh, on base percentage of 325 is his worst in his career. Again, excluded 2011. And his slugging percentage of 314 is the worst in his career. And his OPS of 640 is the worst in his career. He had a couple of big moments. He had the grand slam. He had a couple of different hits and everything. And. Um, you know, I, whatever. But Carpenter is not the answer, and I'm, I'm sure I'll talk about him when I talk about DHing and third baseman as well. He just did not have it this year whatsoever. Um, but then the other first baseman, you know, that that I mentioned w- w- with Nagowski and Dean and Molina, I, I guess. But Ravello, I think, can be a really nice piece that they can find a spot for him. I just don't think that they can. With uh, and I don't know if you want to try him out in the outfield. I think they need to find more concrete solutions in the outfield and. You can't just experiment with a new outfielder every every year. So I think that, um, but yeah, I just don't think that Ravello needs to be experimented with in the outfield. But, you know, Paul Goldschmidt was the guy. I don't think I can say that in any other way. I don't think I can say it too much. I don't think I can say it often enough. Paul Goldschmidt was the guy in, in 2024 for St. Louis. I mean, he played all 58 games, only 52 of them, or excuse me, only six of them coming as the DH, and in those games he hit 368 with a 478 on base percentage, 421 slugging. But all six of his home runs came as a first baseman. All 19 of his 19 of his 21 RBIs came as a first baseman. 12 of his doubles and so production came as as a first baseman. Not that that really matters, but what, what sticks out to me is that for the last couple of years, excluding probably last year and this year, obviously, the Cardinals have been searching for a number three hole hitter. You could argue they've been searching for a three-hole hitter since Albert left. I mean, Holiday filled the role for a couple years. Beltron did a, a bit. You had Adams in there for a couple times, I feel like. Um, but overall, they've been searching for a three-hole hitter, especially in those three years where they didn't make the playoffs. You had DeYoung try it out a couple different times. Uh, I feel like Brandon Moss probably hit there a couple different times. But overall, they didn't really have a three-hole hitter. And Goldsmith has been that because in every single one of his 58 games, he hit third. Every single one. That's huge. Because, you know, they've been searching for, like I said, for the most part, since Albert left, to find a three-hole hitter. And to say that they finally found one is, is ginormous. And that they found one for the long term as well, um, just with everything going on. So I think that Paul Goldschmidt is legit. And I love that he came back to form this year just a little bit. And that's huge for St. Louis going forward. So, um so with, with all that in mind, with, with not just Paul Goldschmidt, but taking also into account the uh, minimal uh, production from Carpenter, Ravello, and company, my grade, and I don't think anybody could really argue with this, especially when we're talking about Paul Goldschmidt returning to form, my grade for St. Louis, uh, St. Louis first baseman is an A. I think that, that that's justified. I think that that's, that's most likely going to be the highest position rating I give in the offseason with every, all the offensive struggles that they had. 
but I really think that first baseman, Paul Goldschmidt especially, deserves an A this season. With, with the production that they had, with the consistency that Goldschmidt had, especially defensively, what he brings to first base is impeccable um, because he can pick anything out of the dirt, made a couple of different diving plays throughout the year. So Paul Goldschmidt uh, and company, I guess, but mainly Paul Goldschmidt gets an A from me for their 2020 performance at the first base position. So with that, that is all I got. Before I leave, I do want to give my thoughts on what a game last night. Padres and Dodgers, holy cow. An instant classic. Machado and uh, Hosmer going back-to-back. Padres threatening with two runs in the ninth before Hosmer grounds out. Um, Oh, incredible catch by Bellinger. What a contest. What an absolute incredible contest. Baseball needed it. We've got a chance for four clinchers tonight with the Dodgers looking for a sweep. The Astros looking for a 3-1 win. The uh, Rays looking for a 3-1 win. The, and the uh, Braves looking for a sweep as well. Incredible night for baseball. Hope you guys tune in. I will. Um, but be sure to tweet me at LJ Fastball with any questions you have for my guest tomorrow. I'll be sure to share that as well. So LJ Fastball is my Twitter name. LO underscore Cardinals is the show's Twitter and Instagram handle. So be sure to follow along for that. So thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Again, apologies for the late release. Hopefully I can get on top of my schoolwork and that will be a non-factor going forward. So that's all I got, ladies and gentlemen. As always, stay safe, stay well. Have a great day.